This is the Tyson Durfee Show. Compete, lead, and become a champion. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm super excited about this one. It's going to be a little bit different. I'm actually talking to the one and only Shay Fisher Durfee. And this show is all about her awesomeness. It's all about her being absolutely amazing. And it's, you know, actually, it's more about how to get the girl or the guy. I think there's just a lot of things that we've went through that can help people in their relationship, but understand what we went through to try to get where we are today. My goal with this is to try to provide some kind of value and show you guys that, you know what, true love, true passion, true success, true happiness, any and all that stuff does take time. So, babe, could you tell them about the first time you came on to me? Oh, my God. (laughs) No, because that's not how it happened. Thanks for the awesome intro, by the way. But no, that is not how it happened. Really quick, just so you guys know that Tyson did not fly halfway around the world to find me. I was actually living in Nashville at the time with a recording contract. I was singing and I happened to be at Houston Rodeo the first time we seen each other. And I was there doing some stuff for Cruel Girl. I was down in the hospitality room and Tyson tells the story. It takes forever, but he tells the story of how he seen me and he says there was a ray of light and the wind gushing in my hair. And I don't quite remember it like that, but I do remember that he did win the rodeo that night and he was wearing a pink shirt. So I remembered something too. So rule number one about getting the girl is be different than everybody else. <laughs> I mean, the truth is the first time that I saw my wife, I knew I was going to marry her. It was like a ray of light had beamed down from heaven and wind blew her hair back. And then she spoke in an Australian accent and I passed out and was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. But it did take me eight months to get her phone number. It was, but, it was crazy. I worked my tail off you know uh, how to you get said, to know you. You said before about being unique. Honestly, that is kind of what attracted me to you to start with because- if I, if you weren't unique, I probably would not have necessarily known who Tyson Durfee was. I grew up in a rodeo family. So it's, I mean, I definitely wasn't a girl fan. Don't get me wrong. I did watch rodeo and know there was a guy named Tyson Durfee who had made the NFR. I knew he wore a pink shirt. So I knew you were different. And if you were just another roper that didn't have a story, I probably may not have been as familiar with you. I do remember when I met you, I actually said to one of the girls I was there with, is he always that nice? Like you were so just nice and happy and joyful. And I was like, that's not the persona most cowboys put off back then. I feel like cowboys <laughs> are way more like that now, but yeah, I was used to more of the Australian type of cowboy that kind of thought they were they're not all like this but kind of thought they were no, all just like, rowdy rough yeah rough. like yeah. your niceness and charm was attractive I will say at the time I wasn't I was used to dating bad boys and I was a little taken back by you being a good guy but then as a woman and as a girl as you get past the age of 21 you actually realize oh maybe like I want to marry a nice guy and not marry like a 
idiot. The problem. Yeah. Way to say it. So yeah, I mean, you were always there. And that's the thing about Tyson. He said it took eight months to get my phone number. And that's the truth. But, you know, we still talked and like, we were still talking. The only thing I wouldn't give him was my phone number. But I think deep down, I really We talked via Facebook. Let's put it that way. Let's, let's yeah. make it clear. We talked via Facebook <laughs> a couple times a week. We would send a message back and forth. We actually went back and read those messages. Now this is over like what, 10 years now, 10 years later, we went back and read those messages on Facebook and we were, we might've been nice and sweet and lovey-dovey, but we were totally piling on the BS in our conversations. Like, oh, for sure. It was like, yeah. it was so funny. We were name dropping when we could name drop and it was so funny. It was really funny to go back and look, but I think the key to our relationship though, I don't know if you agree, but is we started with a really strong foundation. And I feel yeah. like those relationships that like they, I'm not saying they can't work, but they meet, they hook up, they're a couple, it all happened so quick. They didn't get to know each other. They didn't really have a friendship form before. They didn't see if things annoyed each other. You know, it, they just didn't get to yeah. know each other well. Yeah. And I feel like we really did because we were friends for, you know, a year before. Well, like, I mean, I think it was only a year. Over they, a year, before, yeah. Before yeah. anything yeah. happened. I mean, we knew that each other was interested because we wouldn't have been talking on Facebook and reaching out to each other, but we just really... I have that new song out called Don't Rush. And it was a lot like that. We just tried to take each moment slow. And I think we both kind of realized that that it might be a forever thing. And I think that's super important in relationships. And I know with girls, they really want to know that a, like in the long term that a guy is not just there for a fling that he's serious. Yeah, I, I, and I want to, here's the deal. I want to unpack the lessons. Like that's what my podcast is all about. Is like unpacking life le lessons. And I think the number, the second lesson in getting the girl or the guy is, you know, be patient and don't get pissy. Like so many times, you know, if, if the girl doesn't respond back to the text message within two minutes or the guy doesn't respond back, like it leads to insecurity. And then you get mad and you get, you know, angry and all this stuff. Just be patient and don't get pinged off. Like, yeah. I, I was always there for Shay if she wanted to talk to him or not. And if she didn't respond to me for a day, that was okay. I had my own thing. I was confident in my own abilities and the way that I could do things. And then likewise, if I didn't respond back to her ASAP, she was confident in doing what her passion is. And yeah. I think the patience is what allowed us to have that foundation to really get to know each other and be, you know, essentially great friends. Matter of fact, before we, when we got intimate the first time, I was actually concerned, like, like, oh my gosh, we we're getting intimate. Like, is she going to like me tomorrow after this? Like, because, because, well, no, I just meant she like. Means intimate, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not like, yeah, like I just, I was <laughs> like, you know, because we were, we were like best <laughs> friends first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were like best friends first. So it was, you know, it was like weird to take that relationship, even though I will say we were both patient. We both didn't get upset or anything like that, but we did, you did know my intentions from the beginning. I oh, was like very, clear very open and honest. And, <laughs> yeah. I was very clear that I wanted to date you. I wasn't because I didn't want to get stuck into the friend zone. You know, like I didn't want to be in that friend zone where I was like, Oh, that's Tyson. He's just my friend. Oh, because guys can get or girls can both get stuck in that friend zone and it's hard to get past. So I was like upfront about that. And I will tell you guys, I was dating another girl up until the moment that, you know, uh, we were, you know, officially going to like 
be a thing or even get to know each other. But when I met Shay and I knew that I was going all in, I cut all ties, all past relationships and focused hundred percent of my effort on you without knowing if you were ever going to like seriously want to date me. And that for me was super hard to do, but I felt like it was what I had to do to be honest and upfront with everything. And I, I was not nice to, to, you know, the particularly one lady who I was talking to and it, and I feel really bad about that, but I knew it was for a greater, it was you for actually a greater were future. really nice because you were honest. And that's the thing. A lot of guys wouldn't be upfront and be like honest and say, Hey, I don't think this is going to work. There's somebody else I'm interested in. So I do think that's an important thing in a relationship too, is being up. Yeah. I mean, we definitely talked to other people while we were just friends because we were just friends and you just don't know what a relationship leads to, but I really do think that the you hit on the head at the friend zone thing. You could have got put in that boat because you were so nice and you were such a great guy, but you definitely made it clear by just dropping like little comments and little things that you definitely were wanted to be more than a friend. Yeah. It's yeah. good because I also, but I also didn't felt feel pressured. Like, hey, if you don't come and see me at a rodeo or if you don't make out with me or something where I'm done, I'm going to find <laughs> someone else. And like, I never felt like that, but I do think you have to, yeah. be careful, you know, when you're friends, you don't get in the friend zone. I think you can be friends. You can make your intentions clear that, hey, you know, if you ever think it's going to work, I don't want to be more than friends. Like, I think it, that's yeah. important too, because I know a lot of girls and guys end up being, especially nice guys and nice girls end up getting themselves in the friend zone and it's really hard to get out of. So as long as your intentions are clear to start with, I I think that's, but you know, I think the friend thing that you said before is one thing I always tell young girls and and guys is we, we always tell our friends this that aren't married is a relationship. If it is hard when you're dating, like if you're having fights and arguments and just not getting along when you're dating, run like you it's, are it's crazy yeah. if you marry that person because and I'm not just going off our relationship but if you look at the most successful relationships dating should be easy and fun and enjoyable I'm not saying you can't have a disagreement but if you're arguing and, and it's hard work at a dating stage marriage is way harder like I dated yeah I dated some guys and it was hard work I've always felt like I was walking on eggshells or something was going to happen or we were going to have a fight about something. And like, and I think back now, like I can't imagine I was ever going to marry those guys or even considered it because like, it shouldn't be hard. It really shouldn't be hard. Uh, it's not that person yeah. that's hard. That's why I think it's super and, important. And when, she, and when Shay says, yeah, I agree. And when Chase says hard, she means like arguing, fighting, walking on eggshells, afraid of, you know, making them upset. Know, that kind of stuff. I think one of the things is just trust and confidence, you know, trust in each other, uh, being honest, being open, being trustworthy guys, quick tip for you. Do, when you go out on a date, be the person that asks questions. Okay. Because the person that asks questions shows the lady that you care about them. You want to know about their family. You want to know about their mom, their dad. Remember that when you are dating somebody and you potentially want to marry them, you marry the family. You're not just marrying the person. That is so important. Um, but control the conversation through questions. You know, I was always asking you about your music. I was always asking about your family. I wanted to know about your sister who is disabled. I wanted to know, you know, pretty much anything and everything that I could possibly know about you because I was investing in our future and I was genuinely, I was genuinely interested. Like I wasn't trying to impress you with how macho or how tough or how manly I am, which is what a lot of guys try to do. They try to impress people by their, 
you know, what they've done or how, you know, you know, good looking there or their bigger truck or whatever it is they have. And the <laughs> truth is you impress, you impress women by, you know, asking the right questions, to be yeah. honest with you. You did, you did have a pretty cool truck though. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I had a nice truck. And then when we started dating, I sold it and bought a really cheap one because I wanted to have money to invest. I was like, I don't care about fancy things anymore. I want to invest money. I still, so, give, I still give him a hard time. I'm like, you got me because you had an awesome truck and then you downgraded like what the heck it's not okay <laughs> but yeah what you said too like girls have a different love language to guys and that's also a tip for guys like if you're just like so nervous when you take somebody out to dinner just start asking questions about them because us girls you know what if you don't haven't realized we love to talk about ourselves we just love it well that's everybody does so, yeah everybody does you know, that's a great way to hold a conversation is just think of a few things you want to know about them before you go out to dinner and the conversation will should take control but I I agree too about you marrying the family in the long term I mean you have to you're gonna see the family you're gonna and 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 that being said some people don't come from a great family or don't even have a family and that's fine you just have to be aware of that before because that's what you're marrying and you know and it's different families have different dynamics and it's great like we have yeah. both of our families but when we first got married you know Tyson's family lived in Missouri and my parents were like here with us in America all the time. If we had a both had families that were like super needy for holidays and things like that, it wouldn't have worked because we wouldn't have known how to split our time. It would have been definitely tough. Yeah. Yeah. So our families tough. have just kind of merged together. It's been perfect because I've never had a holiday like a Christmas or anything without my family. And then, you know, Tyson's were so far away. So that was fine. So we just merged them all together. But it really does, I mean, family's super important. I know that Tyson was probably scared to do anything wrong because my brother is military and would have kicked Not his butt. <laughs> my dad, nah, he never. Just because, <laughs> just because he had like big muscles and tattooed a mohawk, it didn't scare me at all. What are you talking uh -huh. about? Yeah, I, he probably seen my Facebook profile pretty quick and was like, "Oh no." <laughs> Actually, yeah, I did the old good old Facebook creep right off the bat you know I do what every man does when he meets a woman he imme immediately goes to Facebook and sees like what they're posting and I remember being so intimidated by you from the beginning because you're this like larger than life figure you know your Australia had a bunch of number ones over there everybody kept saying you're like the Taylor Swift of Australia that's like what the word on the street was and then I went to your Facebook profile and then I was like a picture of you and Taylor having breakfast together and then there's like you and Trace Adkins and there's you and Dirk Bentley like and I'm like I don't have a chance if she's hanging around with people like this but I just remained true to what I felt was right and not to mention you know you just blew me away by your stunning good looks and your rocking body and your amazing accent uh <laughs> that totally blew me away but yeah guys we're not trying to get too lovey-dovey or mushy on here I just want to give you guys some quick tips about it and look and, and there, we're probably going to do some more of these together in the future but look where it turned out because we had that foundation that love that trust that confidence in each other the patience you know we fought away jealousy you know yeah. and, and and you know all that stuff and now we have you know we're about to have our third child we've been together uh 10 years and we have two beautiful girls and we have just a really good dynamic and i can truly say that it's it's true this statement that like Shay definitely completes me because there are areas that I lack in that she is on top of. And there's That's probably cool. areas that she lacks in that I'm on top of. Oh, we complement sure. each other well, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I, 
one thing too I want to add in there is I think from the start you have to be very aware of each other's goals and passions and dreams and like yeah. everybody's going to have like goals and passions necessarily like you and I do babe because we're do different things but like if the girl for sure wants to be a stay-at-home mom and have children well the guy needs to walk into it knowing oh this she's going to be a stay-at-home mom and want to have children yeah and if the guy wants to go out and hit the road rodeoing well she needs to be prepared that oh I'm going to be either going with them or home myself sometimes like you have to you yeah, have to plan. bigger picture and plan like if you want to get into a serious relationship like why start dating and mess with it if you don't want to have kids and the girl does, or if you don't want your husband to be gone on the road rodeoing because you just, that's not the life you want. Well, don't get into it ahead of time because that's what you're going to get. Like you really have to cover those things ahead of time, in my opinion, to stop falling in love with someone. And I know you can change and people do stuff, but I do think that that's a big thing is like from the early stages, talk about goals and dreams and what people want to see if your lives are going to align because there's a lot of people that could be perfect together in the world, but their paths just, they're not on the same path in life and they just can't get there. And that's the saddest thing to watch people in relationships that work, but that just, it isn't going to work. So I think that's super important well, too. It really makes me think of like dating based on availability. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think folks, myself included, was, you know, would date this girl because she was just available, you know? And I think the girl would date a guy because maybe they haven't had a boyfriend in a while. They're just available instead of strategically saying, all right, you know, this person is, is great. I love this person. I like everything about him, but you know, can I really see myself being married to a rodeo athlete who's going to be gone all the time? You know, can I, can I handle the road? Can I, can I do this? And, or the, the person, you know, the guy saying, well, you know, my girl makes more money than me. And maybe she's a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. And can I handle not being the number one financial provider of the house? Like, is that going to rock my ego? And so like, we all have things we got to work on, but I think, you know, going into a relationship and being strategic about it and saying, all right, yeah, this person compliments me where I'm not good. This person, you know, is somebody I could see myself with for the rest of my life. Um, to me, you know, I was always looking for, you know, love or finding that person that just made me go crazy from the beginning. What happened to me is, you know, I would fall in love with the girl, say it, and then they would break up with me. And then I would be like, oh, I don't like women. I'm just going to date everybody. And it was just kind of like a cycle. And I think until I saw Shay, I was like caught in that cycle. What would you say to somebody that's like trying to find somebody, trying to meet somebody that's caught in that cycle where maybe they just said that they love somebody or wanted to be with somebody and that person broke up with them and is, you know, just on the rebound. Like, what do you say to that person? You say, just sit back and be comfortable person. with yourself. Like, I mean, huh? I was, I was that person. I mean, that I'm not going to, I'm going to be completely like open here. I had a relationship with a guy that I dated for a couple of years and Australian guy and thought he was one, we're going to get married. And then I mean, I think it was a joint thing that we broke up. It just wasn't going to work. He wasn't the type of guy I wanted to see my future with and didn't have the qualities I wanted in a man. And so, but I went through, there's a stage when you break up in a relationship that is just, you're just lonely. And honestly, you're just, you're used to being able to pick up the phone and make a call or talk to somebody at night. And there's just that missing piece of the puzzle. So, I mean, I guarantee 90% of us kind of just rebound and lucky my rebound was a decent enough guy that I didn't do anything stupid but yeah I for sure had a rebound there just somebody that I felt but how like do you get through it 
how do you, you get have, over that? Well, you you have you have to learn to love yourself again. And I realized yeah. I dated a guy for I don't even know if it was three or six months, and then realized that this wasn't my guy. And I had to learn to love myself again and not need to feel complete by having somebody else's love. And I've told that to several girlfriends yeah. the same thing until you can learn to love yourself again and be happy with yourself, not needing that other person to complete you, you won't find the right person. And that's, that's when I, you know, when I found you babe was once I had, that's why we took, I took eight months to get my number and we didn't date straight away. Cause if I had met you, as the rebound, I would have jumped right in there and just been like, whatever, like, yes, let's just date. So I don't have to think about my ex, but I took a break and I realized, you know what? I'm going to learn to love myself again. I'm going to learn to self-reflect and enjoy myself as a person and figure out exactly what I want before I do this again. And when you can get to that stage, you can get to a stage of a really successful relationship the next time around. Wow. That is, that shape, babe, that was Shade baby. So good. So good. Because that's really what this, like my podcast, this show is all about is like teaching people how to be better, you know, at everything, their mindset, their love, their passion, you know, each and everything they do. And I think it all starts with ourselves. Like the better that you are, the more you love yourself and the more you respect yourself and the more you have confidence, the more of you, you can give to somebody else. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Yeah. You can't rely on somebody else somebody else does make you complete, but you can't rely on somebody else to make you complete and happy. If you're not happy with your own skin and yourself, you're going to, you're going to get, that's when you get into the wrong relationships. And I, you know, we've, I, there's a recent friend of ours that I said that to just not long ago, there's been several friends that were in relationships they thought were going to be there forever. And it was just devastating for them, but you know, and they would say to me, well, what do I do now? Well, you self-reflect and you love and you heal. Yeah, yeah, and you don't need somebody else on the phone at night. You you learn to be okay with yourself, and then and then you know the doors open up for the, you know what God has for you. Amen. And it takes time. You know, it takes time to learn to love yourself. That's like for my for myself. I am constantly trying to work on my mind, trying to get better. My thought process, my thought patterns, the negative thoughts that I have. You know, I'm trying to work on them and get them better because I know the better I am, the more I I can be a better husband. I can be a better father. I can be you know, a, a better, you know, competitor in the arena. And here's the last thing I'm going to tell you guys before we break, because we do have two beautiful little girls right now who are napping and they could wake up at any minute, is that <laughs> being your best self is attractive to the other person. Mm-hmm. It really is. Girls at one point or another, some of them like the bad boy, but the truth is, you know, you don't want to marry the bad boy or the wild girl. You want to you know, be with that person who loves and respects themselves and, and, and knows that um, they're going to be there for you no matter what all the time. And somebody who's rock solid, who loves themselves, who believes in themselves, you know, they can pour energy into you and build you up. So to me, you know, just the confidence of Shay is really what brought me to her. You know, she had a lot of confidence. She had a lot of swagger. She had a, a lot of characters that I thought were great. And it wasn't, yes, I thought she was beautiful. Yes. I loved her accent. Yes. She was all these other things, but it was really her confidence and her persona that drew me to her. Um, well, but so- I think, I think that all came from the previous step. We said learning to relove myself again, because I, and I think too, you have to be really aware of not to change yourself for somebody else to an extent where you're not happy. Like I had been in relationships where 
I had changed myself. I was some of the stuff I had done. I'm like, I would, that's not me. Like, what am I doing this for? What to keep somebody else happy? Like, if it's going to work, you should be able to stay true to who you are. Like you didn't change. I mean, you change for a relationship. Of course, when I'm saying like, you still want to be you and true to you. And you stayed that way the whole time, babe. And I stayed that way the whole time and it worked. But I think if you're happy, if you look back on past relationships, you kind of like have to change to make it work a little bit or do things you normally wouldn't, you know, that don't fit your character. I think it's important to stay true to yourself. And even if, you know, you could be in your thirties or your forties or your twenties, and you just feel like there's nobody out there for you. doesn't mean you have to change yourself. It just means that person hasn't come along yet. Like don't, don't let, you know, the ticking timer make you feel like you have to settle for what, what isn't your future. That's, that's just a huge thing that I tell people. Spoken like a strong woman and a true champion, baby. I love you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I'm actually in California and you are in Texas and we're doing this via Zoom. So um, <laughs> it is totally spontaneous. Like this is spontaneous. There was no planning for this. Yeah, I was like, says, hey, you want to do this? I'm like, <laughs> I haven't had any time to prepare. What do we, I need to have notes. I'm a very note person, but whatever. But, uh, I'll just fly I by up I think the best things are just life stories that help people, you know, how, how life stories can relate to other people and help them. And so thanks for doing it. And I love you. I can't wait to come home and see you, but guys, if you don't know every day, I do a two minute challenge on Instagram. All you have to do to be entered to win like prizes, like, you know, coaching calls with me or maybe Shay, would you do a coaching call with somebody? A 15 minute call? Oh yeah. I have, I got lots yeah. of advice. Yeah, coaching call with Shay, No Limits Gear, Rodeo Memorabilia, and all kinds of other cool, amazing, you know, prizes from like my sponsors, like Polaris Ranger and Cinch Jeans and all these other companies. Every single day I do the two-minute challenge on Instagram. All you have to do is turn the notifications on in my profile in the upper right-hand corner, click the drop down on the three, three little lines and select notifications on. That will let you know anytime I post something. If you just comment within two minutes, you're entered to win a prize. We pick a winner every single day and we post them, the winners, the champions every single day. So look out for that. I appreciate you all. I love you all, baby. I love you. Thanks for doing this. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Adios. Hey guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tyson Durfee Show. If you don't mind, please, please, please subscribe to this podcast if you felt like you got value. Also, if you don't mind, write a review. Both of those things significantly help me out in getting the show to more people. And don't forget that there are more episodes. So go on to the next one, give it a listen, and I'll see you guys soon. Adios.